The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindis Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, seasoned guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Long and Andy Lindis. Well, not exactly. Denny Long is on a good neighbor tour. He'll be back next Saturday as Steve Thompson sitting in. Luke Panic joins us uh, sitting in for, uh, of course, our, our good buddy Andy Lindis. Uh, Luke, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Steve? Oh, that, that, that's on Dennis. How are you doing, Luke? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you? Yeah, good to see you. Weather's good. And uh, we, we talked to Andy a week ago. Busy, busy, busy. A lot going on. It's like a beehive. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Super busy. Yeah, storm damage, and then, of course, all the other projects you guys had lined up. By the way, if you want to talk uh, to Luke, uh, by all means, call the program 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 818 818- Zero seven, and people are spending more time in the deck right now, and are going, "Boy, that deck needs help." You a lot, know, that, of, a lot of ugly decks out yeah, there, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, decks that need maintenance, and um, it's it's not the funnest thing to do, but it's a great time to do it. It's perfect weather for sanding and washing, and uh, they dry out quick, so you can get your get your sealers on there quick. Yeah, and and the biggest thing is, I, I would assume if you're going to clean that thing, especially if you're going to power wash. Don't get too close. Don't damage the wood if you if you're cleaning up cedar or treat it. For sure, unless you want to autograph it. Yeah, there um, you go. Which I, I had one of those previous owner just destroyed uh the, the cedar with a power washer. And they they were cleaning it up before we moved in, but they did a number on it and eventually I had to replace it. Sure, sure. Yeah, the pressure washers can be uh can be harmful. They're they're good, but most of the time if 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 you do regular maintenance, you know, um, it's kind of like brushing your teeth. You can't just brush them once really good once a year. you got to brush them all the time. And in a deck, if you wash it, uh, you know, once every couple of months um, and just keep it clean, you don't have to – there's no brushing. There's no – just rinse it off, you know, before the before stuff starts to grow. Yeah, there you go. And just a garden hose, just clean it up that yes, way? that's it. Yeah, cleaners that you can buy, just a little mix of uh, – you know, a little bleach. And, um, they have the right chemicals in their mixes when you go buy a deck cleaner, and they make different ones for composites and woods. But you do, you just dilute them and wet the deck down, and spray it on, and have a glass of lemonade or a shandy, and this time of year, and then uh, and then uh, rinse it off. I mean, it's 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 really easy. But um, if you will let it sit for too long, then you got some scrubbing to do. Yeah, I, I like that plan. You know. Yeah. Let let the stuff do the work and have a beverage. Yes. Or two. Or two. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Phone numbers again, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807-81807. We have one on the text line. I'm not familiar. I haven't heard of this. Azek, A-Z-E-K, Timber Tech and Trek. What's the difference between these? Oh, well, that's a good question. Those are the three... Um, Three most common brand names out there, I'd say, 
across the country that are synthetic decking. And they're very different in some cases. Uh, Trex makes specifically a composite, a composite that's mixed of wood flour and PVC resin. And they were kind of one of the first manufacturers 20 years ago. Um, so that's a true composite. The the not, Now they make them all capped composites, so they cover the composite with a polyethylene cover. TimberTech also makes a composite, and it's a capped composite. Um, the difference between the two is Trex only caps the top of their board, and TimberTech um, caps the entire board all the way around. Um, they both have their arguments for why they do that, but that that's essentially the, the, the fundamental difference. Azek, on the other hand, is completely a cellular PVC product, so there's no wood flower in it at all. It's uh, all PVC. It has less expansion and contraction. Uh, it doesn't uh, swell uh, like the composite skin because of the wood flower, but Azek is a specific brand of cellular PVC. And that those are the basic lineups. Now, Azek recently, you know, about a year and a half ago, bought TimberTech, and now they're one company. So you basically, of these three names, you've got two companies. Azek and TimberTech are one, and then Trex is the other. And by the way, you can go to the website, lindasconstruction.com, and find out about these materials and materials that Lindus uses in decks. Yeah, we use them, we use them all commonly. Yeah. And is there one you prefer to work with? I mean, is there one you like more than another? I, you know what? I, I generally steer people towards the cellular PVC, so the Azek product or um, another one that we work with called Zuri that's also a cellular PVC. It just looks different. Um, I like the the durability of them. I like that they don't swell. Um, they When they first came out, they were kind of plasticky looking, but they've done a nice job of making them look more natural, you know, so that they, it's a better representation of wood. Um, does a little bit better job of tricking you. Um, and so those are my favorites. And I, I generally steer people towards the cellular PVCs. But if uh, you get to a job site and you're, you're talking with someone who wants a new deck or needs a rebuild or whatever, and they say, I want cedar, you'll do cedar at Linda's. Oh, sure. We, we yeah. do cedar all the time. Uh, I mean, it's not, I shouldn't say all the time. It's, it's pretty rare. Um, we use a uh, a kiln-dried treated pine that we use commonly, too, that's a little more durable than cedar. And um, wood is wood is good. Uh, it just, you know, it just requires the, the upkeep. Yeah, it's more work. I, I, I redid my deck a number of years ago in, in a treated material. And, and it's fine, it's, but there's work to it. You know, I yeah. wish I would have put in some sort of composite for sure yeah. at, at the time and spent the money. I was just too cheap. Yes. That's what it got down to. I understand that. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phone lines here. It is uh, the Home Improvement Show. Uh, by the way, Andy and Denny are away. Luke's here. I'm here. Dennis Matuzak, our studio coordinator, is in. Our phone number is again 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. Let's go to Scott and Hamlink. Scott, you're on the air. Hello. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good. My girlfriend's place, the uh, skylight leaked, and the water ran down almost to the wall. There's a couple, about 8-inch diameter water spots. And I got a feeling there's no quick fix for, for this. I thought I might be able to. I've looked on, on the Google, and it said a mixture of water and bleach. You could maybe dab that out, but it's a popcorn ceiling. And I thought, well, I could paint, paint some kills on there and get one of those cans of 
popcorn stuff, but a friend of mine says, nope, that'll be just blaringly white as opposed to the ceiling. And it's about 30 years old, the place. So got a feeling I'm going to have to strip the whole thing and redo it. Well, I'd love to tell you something better than that, but uh, I think you think you know the answer. Uh, the The problem is any sort of patch is a patch, and it's not going to disappear. You can make yeah. it look better. Have you fixed the leak? Oh yeah, yeah. I've got new new skylights in there because there's some roof damage, so it's all insurance stuff. Yeah. So you scrape it. That you know, we do this all the time, um, especially when we have a lot of ice dam problems in the winter and in Minneapolis and St. Paul with all these older homes that we got to, we got to repair ceilings. And so what we like to do is scrape the whole, whatever's connected that, you know, wherever you got a clean break, scrape it all off, prime it with kills, paint it. You can retexture it if you want. Um, but you can just paint it. Um, you can put the kills on and then paint the whole ceiling. You can also do that. You don't have to remove the texture. If it, if it was just stained the once and it's not structurally compromised, it's not loose and falling off, it just got wet that once, you can just prime it and then paint the whole ceiling. It would be fine too. Yeah, we, we watch those home improvement shows on TV at our house a lot. My wife, my daughters like to watch those shows. And it seems like Every person that walks into a house, oh, popcorn ceiling, got to get rid of that. I mean, I, I, I suppose those are kind of going the way of shag carpeting. I, you know, I don't know. There must have been a really good popcorn ceiling salesman back about <laughs> know, 30 but... years ago because it seems like they're yeah. everywhere. And yeah. it, it's, a, it's a styrofoam that's mixed in, and it, it's supposed to be for acoustic benefit, meaning that it, it helps the echo, but... I don't know. I've been in a lot of homes with smooth ceilings and knockdown ceilings, and I don't hear any echoes. So I, I don't, yeah. I don't understand that. But you're right. It, it people just really don't want it anymore. Yeah, and I, and I bought a house that that has popcorn ceiling all over, and I'm fine with it. But sure. then I'm used to it. Sure. I'm not going to go through the work to scrape it down either. No. I guarantee you. No. But if I ever want to sell the place, I'm, I'm sure. You know, you, you probably see that quite a bit. Oh, you yeah. You see them all over the place. Quite often. All right, let's gonna, uh, get to a break, and we'll come back with more Luke's in today. It's a home improvement show brought to you by the folks at Linda's Construction and that website. It's a good one, lindasconstruction.com. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. The Home Improvement Show is back, brought to you by Linda's Construction. Luke Panic in studio today. Uh, quick follow-up on the popcorn ceilings. Uh, from the text line, I love this. What are they doing with ceilings instead of the popcorn? Sure. Is there an alternative? Sure. Well, <laughs> not you know, the, there's, of course, the different levels of texture, the the knock. We, we use the word knockdown, and, and really what that means is we, we use these uh, sprayers that have a hopper that holds the mud and the it's just taping mud is all it is and it you the more water you put on it the thinner it is and when you spray it it puts on a lighter coat if you spray it real heavy it gets real clumpy so it almost looks like stucco on the outside of a building and then the knockdown is after it sets up for a little bit we take this big wide knife and we wipe it off so it flattens it out and that's what a knockdown finish is. Um, that's really common. A lot of people like to have a, a knockdown finish, and a lot of people like just to have a smooth wall. Now, that's about the extent. We, we either see a, some sort of a knockdown finish or, or a smooth finish on the ceilings, and that's about it. I mean, other than putting wood up the hung and groove or sometimes in porches or galvanized steel sometimes to decorate a room, um, that, those are pretty much the options. 
Yeah, and uh, the popcorn guy is almost out of business now, or people are still doing it? It still gets done from yeah. time to time. It's pretty rare. Yeah. Pretty rare that people request that, you know. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Joe. You're on the Home Improvement Show. Hello. Good morning. Morning. Uh, I've got a, a problem with uh, the rain staining my white gutters, and it seems like it's a chronic problem every year. The only way that I can clean it up is with a bleach and water solution. Got any ideas? No. Uh, the the staining is uh, is your are your gutters overflowing so that the stain no. is coming down the front of them? No, no, the gutters are are brand new. Everything works fine. It's it's like this acid rain that stains the roofs, kind of stains my gutters. What kind of gutters do you have? Well, uh, aluminum gutters, Just white. Open. They're open. There's no cover or. Yes, they're open. They're open. That's pretty rare because the water that's coming off the roof isn't seeing the face of your gutter. So it shouldn't be unless it's overfulling. And where typically the staining comes from is when it picks up the, the tannins from leaves and debris and then spills over the front and, and puts like what we call tiger striping on the gutters. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But they're not overflowing. They're, you know, they're brand new. They're, they're clean. They work well. But every year, I, I have this problem. Huh. Well, uh, regular cleaning them is about your only choice, and that's what I would have told you to do is to mix some bleach and water, especially since they're white, and, and, and clean them. I, I, I don't know what's, what's – there's a lot of the, the, color, the color of the water that's staining. It doesn't – I don't understand that. I would think it would be picking it up from something and, and overflowing is typically where we see that. But um, – I, I don't know, but the, the solution to clean it is what you're doing is correct. Yeah, it is amazing. A week ago, Andy uh, took a call on people that are getting, uh, you know, staining on their roof where, you know, there's some areas the roof looks brand new and then there's other parts where it looks dark or tinted, if you will, that it's got some mildew on it or whatever. Yeah. Um, any way to treat that? It seems like we get a lot of questions about that especially this time of year when it gets warm and humid and that stuff tends to grow yes it 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 can be cleaned um there are companies that clean roofs i I don't know exactly what they use but that is algae and mildew that's growing and it's sometimes it's black and sometimes it's green when it's real shaded but um there's a couple of ways to treat it the 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 you can just wash it and I suppose they use some sort of brushes, some brushes that don't want to pull the granules off. Um, but you can also put in, if you have a house that doesn't have a, if it's not a hip style roof, if you have a gable style roof where you have a long ridge at the top, you can put in a product called uh, some zinc strips. And the zinc strips do, they run right underneath your ridge cap. The water runs over the zinc strip and it picks up a little bit of that zinc. And as it runs down your roof, it kills mold. And so you can see evidence of that where... You have plumbing pipes that are sticking up through the house, and you see these sure. galvanized boots that are around it. And you'll notice that some houses look all black, but they'll have these clean streaks below that galvanized boot. That's the giveaway. That's the giveaway. That's telling you that the water is running over that galvanized boot, picking up some zinc, and it's not growing mold where that water with the zinc is running, and the rest of the roof is getting the mold. So that'll tell you right there. So when you do a new roof, it'll typically have this product in it to keep that stuff off? No. 
No, it, it's something someone can add if it's oh, been okay. a problem in the past, or we've seen. You know, sometimes if I if I'm on an existing roof that has excessive mold or mildew on one elevation, then I'll maybe recommend uh, the zinc strips. But because um, you do see them, you do see it. it's like a copper colored zinc strip that over time will patina and kind of fade a little bit. But um, in certain instances, it makes a lot of sense, and in some cases, it doesn't. So it just depends on the roof. Now, now we want to bring Joe back uh, with the, on the gutters. Um, we, we got another call about: did, did you have a wood burner? Do you burn wood in the fireplace or have a wood stove? I do, but uh, not very often. You know, oh. a recreation type thing. Yeah. All right. Well, the, someone had a thought, Dennis. I believe that that could be contributing okay. to the staining on the gutters. So. I suppose. All right, quick break. We've got more coming up. Uh, Joan in Plymouth, hang on. Uh, She wants to know about treating new cedar. Uh, Hang on, Joan. We'll get to you out of a quick break for the weather. It is a home improvement show brought to you by our friends at Linda's Construction. Uh, The website, it's a good one. Check it out, lindasconstruction.com. Welcome back. It is the Home Improvement Show. Andy Lindis and Denny Long are away, but Luke Panic is in. My name is Steve Thompson. By the way, uh, Denny returns... From a Good Neighbor Tour next week on the program. By the way, for more on Lindus Construction, go to the website, lindusconstruction.com. Once again, Luke in studio today, and we promised we'd go to the phone lines right out of the gate and bring in Joan. Joan, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Happy 4th. Um, about 40 years ago, we put in a cedar, three-level cedar deck, and at the time we're told that cedar is great because there's no maintenance to it, and maybe, I don't know, 15 years later, people were saying, oh, no, you should clean it and seal it, and we kind of started doing that or having it done, and last summer, we had to replace the upper level that had been behind the arborvitae that got too big kind of thing, and we put in more cedar because we didn't want to do the whole deck, um, and we were, you know, so we're in the quandary now, what do we do with this one-year-old cedar deck? I mean, should we just let it keep being natural, or is it too late to start cleaning and sealing it, or what is the current recommendation? Joan, it's never too late. It's never too late. And it's okay to let cedar weather for a year um, because now it's had a chance to kind of dry out. And I'm uh-huh. guessing it I'm guessing it just looks gray right now. It's just it's just turned from that kind of that rich wood look to its weathered gray. And it's it's pretty pretty common. Does it look gray? Well, it's not real gray yet. It's okay. um you know, not like it got over forty years. <laughs> okay. But um it is more so than it was last year. Okay. But I still see quite a bit of brown, especially on the spindles. Well, what you could do um, to make it look even, and, and, and I, pref- I prefer to do it sooner than you've done it, but um, you need to wash it with a cleaner brightener. And what that does is it just takes the kind of the patina that's happened over time on it, and it'll freshen it up and then let it dry. And then you need to put a preservative on it, and the preservative will prevent the the UV rays from breaking it down to turning it gray. So it 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 will not only help preserve the wood from decay over time, but it will keep that natural kind of rich look. And once you've done that, you sh- you should be able to uh, every couple of years um, you'll have to retreat it with that if you want to keep it looking like that and preserving it. But it should be done every couple of years for sure. All right. Any way to gauge when it is dry enough to 
to actually treat or, or put a stain or some sort of wood treatment on it? Is, is there a good way to gauge? Because I know we've been kind of getting rain every other day and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. I mean, I what I always do is I'll I'll take the what I feel to be the most shaded area of the deck, which would be typically have the most moisture in it if there was any, and then I would try my product, whatever it is I'm using, on that spot. If see if it absorbs, if it absorbs nicely. I can do the whole deck. If it uh, if it's still kind of beating up or not soaking in at all, then I then I'd wait, uh, give it another week, and then try it again. Larry, uh, very good advice. Uh, by the way, the Home Improvement Show we have phone lines open at six five one nine eight nine nine two two six six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. You can text eight one eight zero seven. That is eight one eight zero seven. Um, do you repair decks at Lindus Construction? I mean, a deck that maybe has some broken boards or beat up. I mean, will you come out, take a look, and maybe do a spruce up on, on or, or is it typically, hey, if, if it's starting to fall apart, it's time to redo the whole thing? Well, there's definitely in-betweens. Um, yeah. Typically, when people notice that their deck has got rotten areas on it and they're like, boy, I need to start replacing boards, it, it's usually it, it's 20 years old. You know, this doesn't show up on any type of wood um, unless it it is cedar. It doesn't show up earlier than that. So a lot of times that means the joists are 20 years old, the decking, the railings, everything's 20 years old. And and sometimes it makes sense to to spruce it up and repair it. A lot of times it doesn't make sense for a company like us to do it because um, it takes a lot more time to salvage some of these old things than it does just to get rid of it and build fresh. And a lot of times the wood is the least expensive component of the project. So um, there are times when we can do repairs and it makes it makes sense to do that. And there are other times it just it, it, it it's better just to make it go away and start fresh. So um, a mix of everything, I would say. Yeah, and th- there's a follow-up to the text line on that about – taking an old deck that maybe had treated or cedar, pulling those deck boards off and putting a composite on it, you know, considering that the, the original joists are in good shape and, yep. you know, it was treated material. It, it kind of gets back to your thought a moment ago. You have to kind of weigh, hey, this stuff, you know, is X amount of years old. Uh, am, I, am I heading in the right direction, putting expensive new composite on top of that old stuff? Yeah, if you take a, if you take a lumber bill for a deck... Uh, the actual framing materials are maybe only 20% of the project. The 80% yeah. of it is the synthetic material. So you got to ask yourself, if I'm going to take off this old cedar wood or treated wood and this joist underneath there that's been there for 20 years and it has a life expectancy of 30, so it's got 10 years left of good life expectancy, does it make sense to put a expensive deck board on there that's going to last 40 years when that joist underneath it has got 10 years left? And that joist is only 14 bucks, and there's not that many of them. You know, there's only one every 16 inches or one every 12 inches. So in most cases, it doesn't make any sense to salvage the joist um, because likely they're near the end of their life. And if you're doing it yourself, it can make sense because your time is, is a lot cheaper than having a professional company come out there and do it. Um, but when the amount, a lot of people don't realize the amount of time that it takes us to remove all, all those fasteners out of all the decking just to salvage that 14 or $20 joist doesn't make a lot of sense. So mo- usually we are recommending to completely remove it and get it out of there and have a brand new frame. 
if it's only 10 years old, you know, and it's been framed correctly, you can certainly look at that. All right. Uh, by the way, phone line 651-989-9226, text 81807. Let's go to Dave. Dave from Stacy. Uh, you're on uh, the Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Yeah, hello. Hey, Dave. Hi. Hey, how you doing, guys? Great. Great. So I got a question. I've got uh, an older fence that I put up probably 10 years ago, I'm guessing, and I took the easy route at the time. Um there's some dogs and young kids and stuff, but I bought the prefab uh, fencing and just six-foot sections and just did that. Well, over the years, I haven't done any true maintenance to it for the most part, but it's been in, it's a direct sun uh, fencing, so it's been really warped now. Every All the four-by-fours and everything, the posts and that, um, I'm going to have to do something with it at some point. Just wondering what your thoughts are on if there is... Uh, a, a better idea for composites. I use a deck board, uh, cedar, or I see a lot of these new prefab uh, plastic things, but I've heard those warp too. What do you think? You're talking about what to replace the fence with? Yeah. Is there any? Is there anything that you would recommend, uh, or is there any downfalls to some of those materials, I guess is what I'd say. Well, um, I'm very familiar with vinyl fencing, if you're okay with a white or the lighter colors, the vinyl fencing is, depending on if it's not all vinyl fencing is the same. There's better qualities as far as the thickness of the extrusion and, and the uh, and how much regrind is in the vinyl. But a good vinyl fence is indestructible. It's not going to warp if it's installed correctly in the last, you know, 50 years. So vinyl fencing is probably the best if you need a privacy-type fencing. Um, if you're going to... If the cost is a is a preventative, then then uh, a treated material is probably the most durable. Um, cedar fencing is great too, but it it does require routine maintenance, or it or it uh, it rots. Um, the warping that you're having is due because it just it didn't get any preservatives on it, and and the the preservatives protect and help that wood from drying out and shrinking and cracking so extravagantly. So. Uh, whatever you do, once it gets to a point where it'll take a stain or preservative, you need to keep it preserved so it, that doesn't happen again. You know, and on that vinyl fence, my mom and dad put one in 10 years ago at least, may, maybe 12 years ago, and it's a good one. And where the gates are, the, the, the vinyl posts are filled with concrete for extra durability. My, my dad will, will lightly power wash this thing in the spring. Looks like brand new. Yeah. I mean, this thing's 10 or 12 years old. It looks brand new. Yes. Yes. It's a very good, uh, very, there's very good vinyl fencing out there. For years, we, there was, was a time when we filled them with concrete and, and that, that can be dangerous. However, did, if that, those posts are all still good shape. The, yeah. And it's just at the gates. Just at the gates. It's just at the, the, the big double gates got some concrete in it. But other than that, the other posts don't have concrete in them. Okay, that's good. Well, what can happen, what what, what we recommend now is actually use a treated wood inside the, the oh, vinyl sleeve um, or uh, an aluminum uh, beam, a post basically goes inside that to stiffen up a gate post. Now, the reason is, is that concrete, where we live, when moisture gets in there, can expand and, and freeze, and then it causes that, that vinyl to, to crack. 
And so we've seen a lot of that over the years where posts have cracked from concrete. I'm glad to hear that hasn't happened to your, your parents' place. But if that happens, that's what it is, and you can easily replace it with a wood post and then put the vinyl sleeve over it. Yeah, but uh, it looks brand new. It's amazing. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's it. most of them are very, very good. The kits that you buy at stores are usually the lower end of the spectrum that are prefabricated. But if you go to a local fence builder that will fabricate a fence for you, they'll make, they're really, really good. All right, uh, quick break. We have more of the Home Improvement Show. Luke Panic in studio today. Uh, we've got a uh, quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we have time for a few more quick calls. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. It is uh, 946, and that's McCarthyAuto.com time. Certified Cadillacs on sale up to 40% off the original MSRP. Check out McCarthyAuto.com today. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back one more time. It's the Home Improvement Show brought to you by our friends at Linda's Construction, the website lindasconstruction.com. The phone number is 651-212-4221. Find out about them. See all the great products and uh, all, all the great projects they've done uh, are featured at lindasconstruction.com. Uh, we've got a follow-up on a text, uh, Luke, before the break, uh, and that has to do with one-year-old Cedar Deck uh, they missed your recommendation for sealing that deck. Once you get it clean and it's dry, what do you recommend putting on it to protect that cedar deck? Well, there's a couple of choices. Um, there's a lot of products out there, some better than others, but I, I like a product called Penofin. That's P-E-N-O-F-I-N. And it's a product that is a little bit different because it has a rosewood oil base instead of a linseed oil base. And so it's more of a penetrant. It really soaks into the wood. And so when you go to retreat it in a year or two, it's not something you have to sand or flake that, or, or uh, wire brush off. It, it, just, it does a nice job of preserving the wood. It adds a little color if you want, but um, is easier to keep doing over time. So I like a product called Penofin. Uh, Sherman Williams has some good deck products, and you know your Hirschfield. All these local paint stores have good uh, products available too. But that that one's my favorite. You can get it at Ace Hardware stores around the area. Yeah, and uh, I suppose it's like a lot of things you get what you pay for. Yep, when it and, comes and, to that. Stuff. Yep, the, generally the more expensive the gallon is, the better it is, and that's uh, what you're paying for is the amount of resin that's in there as a, as a as compared to the amount of solvent there's really only two things in a can of paint resin and solvent and then titaniums or their trigger colors and the the more money you spend on the paint the better it's going to look and it, it's like it's like a good pair of jeans steve yeah and i i buy the cheapies <laughs> I, you know that that's maybe my problem. Oh, it could be. My wife gets all over me. You bought you bought those again, and it's yeah. like, yeah, it was a good deal, though. Yeah, it was a good deal. Yeah, I it, understand. They, they were a good deal at Fleet Farm. Yes. Um, does vinyl uh, fencing dent from hailstorms like some of the vinyl sidings? Good question. No, uh, it would take monster hail to damage a vinyl fence. And the reason is the wall thickness of the extrusion is much thicker than vinyl siding. Vinyl siding is about as thin as it comes, and it's hollow behind there, so hail typically is 
uh, will damage it. I've looked at a lot of storm damage lately um, with hail that's damaged vinyl siding, but you don't see it very rarely ever heard of vinyl fence. Yeah, and uh, we had that hail. I live up in the northern suburbs. My mom and dad don't live too far away, and we had pretty good hail come through there. You Northern bet. Hennepin County, no problem with the fence. No problem. Good, yeah. Yeah, no problem whatsoever. I had, I had hail on my own house in, in Star Prairie. Um, that I was part of that hailstorm, and we had golf ball size hail. At, mm-hmm. um, and I'll say that you know my metal roof was damaged. Um, my cars were damaged. My garage doors were damaged. My LP smart side Looks perfect. Not a not a one ding in it anywhere, and and uh, so I will uh, tip my hat to LP that that really held up well in the storm. And um, and speaking of which, um, you know, be to everybody out there, be cautious of of people knocking on your doors that are are claiming to be contractors. Um, we've already had several calls to our office of of uh, companies that have presented themselves as reputable and local, and it turns out that they didn't even have a license. Uh, which means they're not insured, which means that's a scary proposition for homeowners. So be be real careful of uh, companies that are showing up and knocking on your door. These these uh, um, storms like this attract wolves in our industry that uh, are tempting you to put your project on the roulette table uh, for a cheap price and, and make promises that can't be met. So be careful of that and and look for a company that you know has been around, whether it's us or whether it's other good companies that are local and have founded in the area. You've got time. People, a lot of times, Steve, they feel rushed or they feel pressured to to act, and it's just not the case. As long as you filed your claim with your insurance company, you've got lots of time to get it done. So it's worth the wait to wait for a company that will come out there and do the job right and stand behind it. Yeah, and uh, once again, great advice. And that comes with, with home improvement projects, sidings, uh, roof, uh, all of that sort of stuff. But uh, e- even, you know, if you've got tree problems or you have tree damage, et cetera. Or cars. I mean, runs a gamut. Yeah. You know, wait for the yep. auto body to fix your car that you want to do it. You know, the people that can start tomorrow and get it done tomorrow might not be the best. Yep. Uh, you know, so it's worth the wait. Um, it, there's no hurry. There's no rush unless there's water pouring in your roof. Um, you know, what we'll do is we'll come out and we'll make that repair immediately and and, 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 and then we'll make it secure and then we'll put you on our list and, and we'll get to you as soon as we can. But a lot of companies, what they do is they just hire a bunch of people quick to satisfy the rush and the people that they don't know, the people they haven't worked with. And, and, and we just don't prefer to do that. We, we'll, we'll, we'll use the people that we got so we know what we're going we're gonna to get when the job's done and you're going to be tickled to death with it. All right, let's go to the phones again. Bill in Lakeville. Bill, you're on the Home Improvement Show. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Hey, uh, um, I have an older farmhouse. Can I, it has wood shingles underneath, and then uh, it has asphalt over the top. Can a guy overlay steel over the top of that, do you think, or what do you think on that? You threw me with the wood shingles. Uh, you've got... They're just... Uh, well, I suppose they're you know they're not the cedar ones. They're just the old style, you know, wood shingles, I guess. And then there, and then there's asphalt shingles on top of the wood shingles. Yes. All of that has to come off. Um, it does. Yeah, it really does. It's kind of like Andy always explains it as painting a rusty car. Uh, <laughs> you're just not going to get the life expectancy out of your metal roof. And one of the things that the metal roofing gets screwed down, and so you need a flat, sturdy back to, 
to fasten those screws to. And if you've got voids, it's going to put pressure and dent that, that, that steel as you try to fasten it down. So you really need to take it all off. Make sure it can, and metal roofs last a long time. So you certainly don't want to screw that down to some rotten plywood under there. So you want to make sure that you've removed all the asphalt, removed the wood shingles, uh, inspect all the sheathing, or you know if it's an older home, it may have like one by sixes and one by eights up there. That all needs to be in good shape before you put a metal roof down. And you put your normal underlayments down just like you do an asphalt roof. Uh, your ice and water shield and your valleys and your, your eaves and your rakes and then uh, cover the roof entirely with what we with an underlayment like um, GAF makes a product called Tiger Paw that we use. But it's important with metal roofing that you go over even your ice and water shield so that the metal doesn't adhere to the ice and water shield. It's called a slip sheet. You want that over the whole roof before you put your metal roof down, and then you'll know that it'll last. It's 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 a little more time and an extra dumpster, but you'll be glad that you did it, Bill. Yeah, and uh, metal roof, good option. I mean, it it, it depends on taste, but uh, there are so many good options, long-lasting options when it comes to asphalt, traditional asphalt shingles, and the steel roof product. For sure, for sure. I, I prefer steel. I, I have it on my own house. I, I love watching the, the snow slide off it in the <laughs> winter. It Sometimes it wakes you up because you hear this thump uh, as it slides off, but I, I really like the metal roofing myself. All right, well, Luke, uh, hours gone quick. A lot of great calls, a lot of texts. Uh, once again, lindusconstruction.com is the website. Phone number, you can find that on the website as well if you don't have time to jot it down, 651-212-4221. Have a great four if you're going to get a little downtime here. Yes, I got the fishing boat ready. I'm going to right. uh, throw some lures around and see what happens. Uh, it'll be good out there on the water, even if they're not biting. Yes. There you go. All right. Thanks. Luke Panic, Linda's Construction, joining us today. Andy, uh, scheduled to be back next week. Denny Long, scheduled to be back here on the program.